You're listening to The Blissful Hiker Podcast. I'm Allison Young, The Blissful Hiker, sometime professional flutist, sometime voice artist, and full-time pedestrian. My goal in sharing stories of walking long-distance trails as a solo, female, middle-aged, titanium-reinforced hiker is to empower you to learn to hike your own hike, too. If you enjoy these podcasts, please consider supporting them through Patreon. There's a link in the show notes or at blissfulhiker.com. This week, I learn that anyone can do anything for an hour. I'm warm all night, but the tent fills with moisture. Even my quilt is sopping wet on top. Fortunately, it doesn't penetrate, and I stay dry, thinking I'm helping the situation. I open my door, but that only makes the moisture freeze solid. As you can imagine, I'm slow to get up, unsure how to manage the situation. I could wait for the sun, but that might take hours to reach me past the trees. So I fuss around inside, eating, taping my toes, and getting dressed. While I do, the residents accompany the routine— A pack of coyotes yip and howl. An owl hoots. Turkeys gobble. And a woodpecker finds just the right hollow spot to hammer. There's really no choice but to pack and start moving. But it's absolutely freezing stuffing the tent. Bits of ice come off in shavings. The quilt feels heavy, but I know I'll dry it soon enough. The sky is crystal clear and the sun should be hot. But the worst is yet to come. My sneakers are frozen solid. There was no way to avoid getting them wet yesterday, and they never fully dried. My socks are solid, too, and I bend them to fit on my feet. Ice cold. Getting my feet in the shoes is a trick. I open them up as far as they'll go and coax them into shape, then carefully stuff my feet in. The heel doesn't want to go, but it finally pops down. They don't feel good, painfully cold. But once I move, I warm up quickly. I walk about a half mile or so, and I find Joey next to a deep runoff. He knew everything would get wet, so he didn't even bother with a tent. He holds up a bottle of greenish water and tells me the runoff didn't filter so well. I move along at a good clip following seasonal rivers of runoff and carefully crossing so as not to get any icier. I come to one of the beautiful Iron Arizona Trail gates, and I think maybe I can hang things here. But all around it, it's just too muddy. Wait a minute, ahead is a tree that's dry beneath, and I go up there and pull out the wet gear. As I hang the tent on branches in the bright sun... I notice something inside that looks like mothballs. Is it toilet paper? No, it's a snowball. All the ice squished together inside while the tent was packed away. (laughs) I release it and give the tent a few twists to catch the sun. It doesn't take long for everything to get crispy dry, so I pack it away and step back on trail right into epic mud. Is this some kind of April Fool's prank? I guess I didn't mention it is April 1st. The mud is sticky and slippery, adhering to my shoes and picking up grass along the way. The added weight plus the difficulty of simply stepping through is unbelievably frustrating. 
And it's not as if I can just step off trail. There's rock and deep grass hiding cactus. It's often just as flooded as the trail itself. My sticks accumulate mud which weighs them down, and I constantly bang them to release a mud puck. This is torture. I absolutely hate it. It's not as though there's anything making all this work worth it. The landscape is grass, trees, sky, and clouds on repeat. No variation, no views. Okay, there's some variation. Some of these trees are fire damaged. I hate this, I hate this, I hate this. And now it's getting warm with the sun brilliant. And I plod along, cursing, whining, crying. Someone's put a cow skull on a log as a kind of greeter, and that's just about how I feel right now. Dead. I slog on, mad at the trail, mad at the mud, mad at nature. I come to a giant tank, and the frogs are singing loudly. Shorebirds take off as one in silver flight. The fact is, up here I'm too early. Some hikers actually went home and planned to return in a few weeks when it's all dried up. That's not exactly convenient for me, so I just have to press on. Heavy sneakers and heavy tears. This awfulness is doing me in, and I'm losing my mind. I'm nowhere near the badass I think I am. Suppose I can't walk out of here. I come to foot-in-tree tank, where I'd plan to filter more water. There's a grassy bit in shade. Trees and the deep blue sky reflected in its muddy surface. One frog clicks away on the far shore. It's a lovely place to sit down, and I take a pause from the mud. I filter a half-liter, then use it to backflush my filter, watching brown water course out. When I filter again, it moves fast and clear. Joey walks by, and I tell him I can barely stand it. He agrees this is oppressive, but he's got little advice than to just keep moving, and bit by bit, it'll be behind us. As he shuffles on and I pack up, I realize no one's going to get me out of here but me on my own two legs. That's when I decide to play a game. I mean, you can do anything for just an hour. So I set my alarm and I decide I'm going to move through whatever is here for just one hour, for 60 minutes. Then I'll sit down and have a snack. The clock ticks down as I throw on my pack and push right back into it. And a feeling of control takes over. I certainly can't control the path, but I have the power over me. I think this as I step into a particularly awful section that slows my step to a crawl and fills my shoe with another soul. I spend much of that hour praying for rocks. It's funny how I experience the stages of grief, you know, anger, sadness, fear, bargaining, etc. All the feelings at once in a jumble of totally out of control. A plan, even if I absolutely hate it, keeps me going when that is exactly what I have to do. I hit a dry patch and begin to move normally, quickly, 
100 feet of joy, I say, singing Alfred Burt's Joy, Joy, Joy. But it doesn't last long. Just enough to get a groove in my movement through charred trees, over blowdowns, and through a swampy area. Complimenting myself on good technique, keeping my shoes dry so they won't freeze solid again. In my first break, I sit on a piece of pumice next to charred and exfoliated trunks. I think of the trials on this hike. This 40 days in the desert. I thought they'd be more psychological than physical. I set the timer again and remember to rejoice, to not worry, and to ask for help. I seem to be getting a few more feet of joy with horribleness mixed in. My pace quickens, and I begin to develop a kind of skill for avoiding the worst of it. The funny thing about this game is that it focuses me down to this hour. Not tonight's camping, not tomorrow's town, and certainly not to the end. When my mind begins to question if this wet bog of a trail continues all the way to Utah, I risk panicking instead of making the step I'm taking the priority. Truth is... I never, ever have to do this again. And knowing that fact helps. One thing I hadn't noticed looking at my feet so much is that the day is absolutely gorgeous. It's clear, deep blue sky up here at 7,500 feet, a few clouds perfectly created like a child's drawing, and a cool breeze. When I take my break, I realize just how lovely it is. It's definitely drier now as I fly along through forests on a pine needle carpet. Maybe it stays this way for a while. Nope, no such luck. (laughs) On my third hour, the trail is a stream with snowdrifts to crawl over. I leave muddy footprints before plunging back into a soupy stickiness. I follow what looks to be a trail and suddenly hear, Blissful! It's Snack Pack! Way back at an intersection I missed. Yup, this mud can make a person lose their mind and lose their way. I haven't seen her all day, and she tells me that she walks the road instead. It mostly parallels the trail and, while still muddy, is wide enough to offer options. I sit down and tell her I've been breaking every hour, and then I start to cry. It isn't even pretty, and she laughs. I mean, not at me but with me and the absurdity of our being there. We both want to camp beyond the next water. I take the trail and she takes the road, and I have a few bits to negotiate, but mostly I move well, coming to an enormous meadow, almost like Tuolumne in Yosemite without the mountains. Water is rushing in a stream and I sit to collect it, plus add some to my noodles to soak for dinner. What happens next can only be explained by the mysterious surprises that await us. The trail suddenly becomes beautiful. All the running water and the large trees remind me of Scotland. I'm certainly damp and muddy enough for it. The trail heads up a small canyon with a lovely creek stair-stepping down. This wood is gnarly with lichen-covered rock. Marsh marigolds and spring beauty carpet the forest floor. I hit water and mud, but also a hundred feet of joy, and I sing them out when they come. As the terrain begins to slant down, I hear frogs clicking in a pond. 
Boy, I'd love to hear that all night. I hop across more creeks, and just as the trail turns, I see to my right a flat, grassy area with two creeks feeding around a small island, one which has three waterfalls. I decide to sit here in the grass and organize dinner. I wash my muddy feet in ice-cold rushing water and watch the clouds turn pink beyond tall Ponderosa. Was it worth it for this? The point would have been made in an hour rather than an entire day, but I got here in the end, a place full of natural sound and fresh cold air and a million stars. My reward, a surprise awaiting my tired, battered body. And maybe, just maybe, it'll be enough to help me get through whatever trials await me tomorrow. You can subscribe to Blissful Hiker wherever you get your podcasts. If you listen on Apple, leave a review that helps people discover the show. Blissful Hikers on Patreon, as I mentioned, you can support the show financially as a patron. Help me get on trail to collect sounds and to create these stories. Find a link to Patreon in the show notes or at blissfulhiker.com. Today celebrates show 100 of Blissful Hiker. You can listen to all of the episodes and check out my blog at the website blissfulhiker.com. Next week, we continue. There's mud, snow, a beer before 10 a.m., and a wrong turn that makes for a fun hiking day. Until then, my friends, kia kaha and happy trails. <laughs>